0: Welcome, mountain bikers. It is World Champs Weekend, and holy cow, Valdesole is delivering. Lois Bruni's falling from the sky. Brooke McDonald is setting off seismographs around the world. It's bonkers. Thank you to JensenUSA.com. If you shop at JensenUSA and use coupon code INSIDELINE at checkout, you can save 10% off any qualifying item. Max's Tire supports the inside line, and you know there's going to be multiple podium positions, if not gold medals, because of Max's Tires. Finally, a big thanks to Santa Cruz. Greg Minar, fourth place qualifier today on his V10. Luca Shaw, fastest American qualifier on his V10. How sick would it be if Greg won this weekend? This inside line is dedicated to world champs. Jason Schroeder from Vital MTB and the Rooted Crew recorded this on Wednesday night. So there's lots of good discussion about what's going on this weekend, predictions, and more. Enjoy the show. Stay tuned to Vital MTB for all the action. And holy cow, let's hope everyone stays safe.
1: You got your weird today.
2: <laughs> Harrison just pooped his pants if anyone's wondering. I did not. <laughs> are we recording now?
3: I yeah, did like record it. a moment ago.
4: Yeah.
3: That's wild. If we got
4: Aaron on the line, can we just talk about his twenty ten run and nothing else? 2010 run when he like was sending it and he was up like by a bunch and then he just died and then
1: yeah
3: um, but that, uh, I, think I would
1: definitely make austin confront him about all this slander austin's been spitting about the poor guy austin was telling me earlier that he said he's faking a back injury so he didn't have to go to worlds <laughs>
4: That's crazy.
1: That's coming from you, the back injury guy. But he's pretty adamant about it. (laughs) Man,
3: you think you'd empathize a little bit? Come on.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. (laughs) He's been weird since he's got that specialized job. Really, really big industry guy now.
3: (laughs) Uh, All right. Should we take this shit off and get rolling? Probably. Yes, please. You guys are all good on your end. Yeah, we've been waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll read another intro, and we can start doing this. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Vital MTV's Inside Line podcast. This is one of your hosts, Jason Schroeder, and today I am back yet again with the Rooted MTV crew for another round of USTH unfiltered speculation, conversation, and gossip. Uh, last podcast, we were joined by longtime USCH racer and road trip warrior, Tanner Stevens, who is back yet again to discuss everything and anything related to the 2021 Downhill World Championships from Val de Sol, Italy, taking place this weekend. How is everybody doing?
2: Oh, Doing pretty good. Got to ride bikes today. It was pretty neat. Lucky. How about you guys? Crickets.
3: <laughs> is it is it not I've working? I've been, been typing all day. I did not ride. That. <laughs> um,
4: yeah, Jason, how have you been?
3: Me? Um I'm pretty slammed right now, but it's been good. A lot of bikes to test and uh a lot of reviewing to type up. So, today was today was an inside day. Yeah, um,
2: tell us uh, tell uh, me tell us about where you were and and how you didn't let us know where you were the other day.
3: <laughs> I can't talk about where I was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> was it somewhere in like um, the Springs of Colorado? Potentially, it could have been. Was I it a lot uh, of places? nowadays though. So like it was with this company that rhymes with Ram.
4: Ram. Yeah, I think it's just Mars. He was with Mars.
3: Mars. <laughs>
2: Mars bars, the candy. So were you? <laughs> yeah. uh, were you testing
4: some
3: some New breaks? candies with Willy Wonka? Yeah, I was just there Mars just hanging
2: out. So, so was it, was it brakes or rear shocks?
4: 50th anniversary of a uh, Charlie and chocolate factory, um, was the other <laughs> week. So in other news, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, uh,
1: well, ha- well, Colorado Springs does have world-class hiking, so we can just chalk it up to that. It is true. There was you know a the race up Pikes Peak, oh. supposedly.
3: So there
2: perhaps, were you perhaps testing some, um, some th- things that slow you down that are new? Perhaps,
3: Mm, I don't think so. I don't remember going slow. Oof, Oof. that was nice. Uh, Yeah, no, I was there. I was there for a brief period of time, and then I actually went. I like got home and then drove to Seattle for a few days, which was pretty sweet, and did other bike riding on other things I can't talk about. So.
1: Tune in this week to
3: uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, right. Twitter's life is just freaking
3: Day sweet. <laughs> I hope you guys like it. <laughs> sure. um, all right, let's uh I have a question here to kick off talking about World Champs going on, which is, you know, one of the biggest topics typically around worlds is all of the country-specific bikes, gear, custom-painted helmets, all that cool shit. Do you guys have any standout yeah, custom builds or, like, detailed components over the years or or even from this year that stand out or you guys have seen i just i mean i think we can start this off very very
1: easy and just let you know right away that these colors don't run (laughs) (laughs) all right so obviously some of the u.s stuff that i honestly haven't seen yet (laughs) is, (laughs) is taking my cake but uh i mean obviously the
2: have you seen the specialized gravity bikes they're sick. So-
3: I actually was just looking at that when we were uh, chatting in the green room. I, I think those might be the sickest ones I've seen yet.
2: They are, they are real nice.
3: <laughs> I mean, Specialized
1: makes a great rig. That's just my unbiased opinion. I think they have a great product that everyone should uh, look into.
3: But what do we know? I <laughs> uh, uh, think you to Santa Cruz Bicycles for sponsoring the inside line. <laughs> <laughs> Big oof. <laughs>
2: <laughs> those things are like the second coolest. but there's some other bikes that are nearby where santa cruz is um that are not gonna lie they're they're
1: pretty sick (laughs) the santa cruz rig is clean with the black on like slightly lighter black american stars
3: yeah
1: yeah uh,
3: well in looking at i'm just looking at syndicates bikes right now they're a little I don't know, more tamed down than years past, I guess. Yeah, um, a little less crazy. Yeah, a little bit less crazy. Um, Look, they're clean. You know what? Well, what I thought, thinking back on ones that stood out, it's probably just because I remember riding with Nick and Mestrop after this, but I think it was in 2017 when we went to Cairns, and him and Chuck had, like, the full red, white, and blue M16s, like, like stickers, yeah. and battles, everything. Those things were pretty pretty slick-looking. Even, like,
4: Jack yeah. and Dino's bikes from that – I think it was yeah. that, that year or 2016, um, mm-hmm. like, the Shark Attack one and then, like, Dino's bike. The
3: chance was going all out with, like, Constantine Bikes that year.
4: They were. Oh, yeah. Remember 2017 they had a new bike, at like, every round? Mm-hmm. It was – Yeah. Like, it's like, literally, like, hey, yo, Nick, like, you want to hand those over?
3: <laughs> well, see, that actually brings up a topic I had later on, but we might as well talk about it right now, is – how do you guys feel about teams just pulling out brand new bikes for like one race when, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a little bit of a, a waste of resources. I get it's cool. I enjoy everything that comes out of it, but what's your guys' take on that? I'm I'm curious if they ever
2: recycle frames and like, um, I would say repaint old
3: ones, but I, I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, I guess it all depends on the time invested in a paint job, but like, I remember like going back to Nick, I remember his was like hanging in their living room, um, Mm -hmm. the whole bike, but yeah,
2: I I don't know. Especially during the pandemic times when no one else can get bikes, but more
1: power to them. Who gives a frick about Joe Schmo, dude? I want a new bike between practice and qualifying and race day, dude. It's a it's a
3: factory team. Let's ball out. I was
4: just to say because the Trek bikes of the last round were so sick, like the chromed out ones. Mm. Oh,
3: dude, Charlie's was so sweet. The like rose
1: yeah. chrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rice like, Crispy's bike is just really
4: nice. So sweet. and then they and then they just got. I mean, their bikes are sick now, but I'm I'm definitely a fan of the chrome, just like, but. Yeah, yeah like, added, what, like what just, was up with that? one race? Like, yeah. why did they chrome him out for one race and then like
3: just I I get them chroming out Reese's because it was his last race yeah. he was world champion. Um but yeah, the I mean maybe, I don't know. Don't want really, everyone else to feel left out. But um, that's the whole point that's he is a,
4: world champion they aren't.
2: Are you guys <laughs> talking about the uh, their KHs's?
4: <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, the
1: great HS's? Yeah, the
4: yeah. Trey KHS, yeah.
1: I do think it's freaked up that Trek just keeps pirating in uh, KHS's stuff. It's, it's like, get your own design, bro. They just throw a high pivot on it, thinking they're being yeah. creative. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: yeah, I I got to say, I think I'm looking at uh, Grice's bike again. It's nice, guys. Things crazy.
0: Dude, I about, think it's... Um, Camille they Blanche
4: is like to a sick. Actually, it's simple, but it's, like, tasteful. Have Who's you seen that, that one? Camille Blanche? Uh, I have not.
1: It's we don't, pretty we don't sick. It's got, like, a little...
4: Here. It's, like, the world's... I mean, obviously, like, the world's colors, but, like, little streamers, it looks like. It's kind of <laughs> sick. Like, it's super, like, tasteful. and I don't know. I'm not a fan of painted handlebars, though. How do you guys feel about that? Because that's what, like, it Intense is. did, and... And they like it, even like a Renthal did it for like everyone that one year.
3: Yeah. That and was I, I don't no I don't I don't dig that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> that's like something that's a no-go for me is like the painted handlebars.
3: Yeah. Um so when
1: you uh spray painted your bike for Port Angeles, you stopped at the bars. You said let's be reasonable. <laughs>
4: <Wow>. <laughs> I don't want to look silly. Yeah, I did stanchions and uh made sure I did yeah, the chain and stanchions for sure and then not not the handlebars though. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> i don't want to look ludicrous i mean yeah. i hate to do something that'd be silly here <laughs> <Someone> now. <stupid. laughs> hey
4: actually i resprayed my i i painted my bike for finals that day actually dude that's I clean did, that's factory af yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dude never mind
3: paint job that's how it's factories it gets i
2: Literally. like that that season like we'd be like pumping up our tires getting our tire pressure right or, or whatever tightening or, you know, checking bolts and you just like have your bike on the ground with a can of spray
4: paint out. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get much more factor than that, baby. <laughs>
3: <Nope>. <laughs> that <laughs> was nice. Every race run. <laughs> oh man.
2: But um, yeah. What other pit bits are cool. I'm not seeing anything too crazy technology
4: wise. There's been a few different people with custom shoes, which is kind of a, I don't know, kind of a weird thing as well for, I just, that's just a no go for me. But um,
3: well, the best was last year when 510 did, like, the all-white shoes for the muddiest race ever. Yeah,
4: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of – I don't know. It's not road biking where, like, you wear white shoes. This is – this is downhill. This is DHMTV. gosh darn
1: downhill racing we're talking about. Yeah. Tanner, so, like, if you talk about road road bikes one more on this podcast. I'm chucking this
4: computer. Jason, <laughs> you weren't here, but I was trying to get in the spirit of World Champs Week, and I rode my road bike on dirt today, so –
3: well, um, nice. I was getting in the spirit. <laughs> Whoa. Free ride Tanner. <laughs> what about, uh, so Dakota's, I was looking at his, his world's bike and it's, it's sweet looking. It's pretty simple. There's, I think no red, white, or blue on it, but they, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know what's up with that, but they, uh, they have like this DN Dakota Norton, like logo they've made up that. I don't, I mean, I don't know if Dakota's big enough to have, like, his own, like, merch logo yet.
4: You Whoa, know? you're saying that he's not on Ken Roxon's level or Jet Lawrence's level? Dude, or <laughs> I don't
1: know, the bike is, is clean. I I don't think it's a good world's bike because it doesn't fit into the theme of utter, absolute national blind pride. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Orange.
3: I'm even, at... even, unless I'm mistaken, even the American flag on his name sticker doesn't even look red, white, and blue.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a clean rig. Don't get me wrong, but a clean rig, you know. <laughs> it, the The uh, red, white, and blue is gray or is like a green, forest green, gray. So
4: is that pitbits one or two? What's up on like the vital site? Is that on pitbits one or pitbits two?
1: I went it's to like... Instagram. Our guy Jamie took me to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: was that inside uh, the moon or what layer of the moon was that in?
1: Dude, yeah, I don't, there's 10,000 layers. We can't get into that, guys. Dude. <laughs>
3: we got a focus box here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but can we? Go ahead. No, no. Uh,
2: there's uh, <laughs> those new brakes, I assume you were testing in um, the springs of, of Colorado on the pit bits it's my first picture i'll be
3: real i wasn't testing brakes and now i'm interested in what you're talking about
2: (laughs) ah sorry i can't say
4: (laughs) (laughs) um nina hoffman's bike is pretty sick i I don't know if it really goes with like country but um yeah it's it's cool looking
3: i feel i feel like like a not very cultured person when I see some people's bikes and I'm like, what, what does their flag look like? (laughs) Like, I don't, I'm like, I don't, is this just like a cool paint job or is this supposed to be your country? Um,
4: I think that one's just a cool paint job.
2: We should, uh, should we, should we let the listeners dig through bike colors? Um, and should we, should we go back and talk about Maribor? So we can, I, uh, I just I think that was such a good race.
3: What race? Yeah, let's do Maribor? let's do like a five minute powwow of Maribor recap and kick it off.
2: Yeah, I mean, Kalanja's run was interesting, obviously because he had an issue in qualifying and then sat in the hot seat forever. Mm-hmm. But it, I, one thing I thought was weird is like how he was tucking at the bottom, but also, like, separating from his bike and, like, hanging off the back and ripping grass corners. Just, did anyone else notice that?
4: It, dude. <laughs> but, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's definitely the size of it. He just, like, used it in an interesting way and then, like, pulled back so much time at the bottom. Um, Because he was far, far back at the top. So that was yeah. interesting. I don't...
3: Yeah, when I was watching that, I didn't really like thinking back on his run, especially that lower half, I don't really know what happened there because he obviously made up a bunch of time, but then each person that would come down didn't look like they were blowing it in the lower part, but they would, you know, lose like almost two seconds. And, yeah. uh, and then you could almost compare like Loris's bottom half and he doesn't take a single pedal stroke, which yeah. I mean, regardless of if you're pedaling or not, like he didn't look drastically quicker. And somehow made up time throughout it. And I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's insane how tight that track is, especially when you watch all the coverage from it. And it looks absolutely brutal. It looks like such a rough track to hold on to.
4: Dude, the gap in the woods after the like step down, like, I mean, the main step down on it.
2: The one into the corner.
4: Then, yeah. It, like had like a root double. People were like doubling into the woods mm-hmm. and like kind of landing high. That looked so hectic. Oh like, yeah
3: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And yeah, like I don't know. The rock garden coverage was sick. Like just cool to see people actually on different lines.
3: Like, that was sweet, especially as we got further into, you know, like faster qualifiers, people started yeah. changing Mhm.
4: Like not everyone was just going down that outside to like middle line or whatever.
2: There's yeah. like so, kind of, Menard,
4: people started going more inside on that first section.
2: I, um, I like Menard's line. Yeah. Like that, Minar and Loris used. Yeah, you like Minar a lot, though. I do like Minar a lot. <laughs> about uh, Christopher
5: Grice's line in practice on that thing. Did you guys see that?
2: That wasn't Chris Grice that you're talking Jackson? about. Jackson? was that? Jackson Goldstone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, when he. <laughs> that, that, oh. that was. That and then a he won. Yeah. So that was cool. But the Minar through that section, his arm like skimmed the rock that Jackson Goldstone like got murdered by. Jesus. Yeah. I've- it was crazy, like, watching it in the slow-mo, at least from the angle I saw, it looked like he just skimmed it. And I was just like, how are these guys so good and precise while going that fast? That's what the track made me think, I guess. Yeah.
5: yeah. I think about that, it's- like, that, that double you were talking about, Tanner, where he, it looked like, I mean, that was like a 20-foot bunny hop into a corner, like, with a hole in it. It looked, I don't know how you could ever do that.
4: Yeah, like, people were, like, some people were, like, riding kind of, like, low, I guess, or, like, middle through it and, like, not jumping. But then some people would, like, jump it, and it just looked so hectic if you jumped it. Like, just, yeah, like, you're landing and, like, not even touching your brakes and, like, turning right. But I think we, like, I don't know if the – I don't wonder how much of the track the live coverage missed at the bottom part because I'd like to see where, like, Benoit, like, Kalange, he, like – made up time because it didn't seem like at least from the live coverage like he was going any faster but he obviously was so yeah yeah
3: i think like the vast majority of that bottom half was on camera i think so i mean i don't i don't think there was such big sections that i mean i guess you can make a small mistake and with how tight times were to add up but Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah that was pretty pretty wild
4: that little gap at the end into the left-hander like just like the most awkward little gap
3: oh yeah and then I like there's no the backside then.
4: <laughs> yeah with no backside like you get to like a little chicken nugget and then like land in the corner <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no thank you uh, Yeah,
4: like, front wheel back wheel corner and then
3: Dude, like, you know what was pretty sweet too is you have that um that like kind of just random double out in the open uh mm-hmm. And how at like race speed in the dry, those dudes would smash that left before it, and then almost like BMX wheel tap scrub through it, like just carrying the most insane amount of speed. And you know that jump mm-hmm. when you were there is probably pretty good size. And yeah, yeah, I was every time I every time I watch a World Cup this year, <laughs> and you get to like the last ten dudes, you realize that they're actually at a point where they're able to push from top to bottom, like there is no. There is no moment of rest. There's no like holding back at all. Like from top to bottom, they're like fully on the gas, like the same as they are when they drop in. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. That was the sickest thing about that race. I think was everyone in the top 10 just kept besting each other. And like, we haven't seen that in a really long time. I feel like there's like a race where like everyone comes down and they're like either like right on it or like they crash or something or it's like they just bested the person before them.
3: Yeah.
4: And like the top five just like, Yeah, basically we're in the top ten at least.
2: Do we have any idea when the last time that happened was?
4: I don't know.
3: I don't know. We gotta get we gotta get somebody behind the scenes here do Googling while we're doing these. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Amy (laughs) I have an idea.
3: (laughs) Um
2: the, the other thing that's always I don't know, this theme continued at this World Cup, but the ones I've gone and spectated what, when I haven't qualified. <laughs> I, That's like,
1: all of them. You, you, there's <laughs> always
2: like a, a run like Benoit where Kalanj <laughs> when like somebody outside the top 10 just crushes it, crushes everyone. And you're like, oh, they're going to win. And then the top 10 guys come and just like never just, they just keep besting each other and like going so fast. Like someone in the top 10 always like steps it up.
5: Yeah.
2: Just so cool. And then, yeah, this one. Like Tanner was saying, like everyone just kept besting each other until Loris came down, you know, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Cause you're like, no way can they go faster. And then somebody does. And you're like, how? <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: Well, what's crazy too. Is it's like, I probably should pull up the times and look at it. But like, you know, times were so tight that it's like, yeah, each guy comes down and, and bests them. like, I think Lori was one that I remember where from Erebor were like, he's coming down and it's like going it to be so close. And you're like, Oh, like he's going to just miss it. And then he pushes across the line and it goes green by like, just, you know, the smallest margin. You're like, Holy hell. How did he, how did he like make that back in the last like a hundred yards of track? But Dude, I think he
2: just like somehow won or like got it all back on the last corner, just like on the exactly pavement. It.
3: <laughs> <How>? <laughs> well,
2: right, awesome? so
4: yeah. Well, all right. So, out of, like, the top 10 qualifiers, the lowest finish was 13th by David Trumer. He finished 13th and qualified 9th. Like, other than that, all of them ended up, like, Troy Brosnan qualified 7th, ended up 12th. And then there's, like, Matt Walker ended up 11th, which is, like, hmm. pretty sick, like, going in the right direction. I feel like for him, he's, like, kind of building. Um, and then, yeah, everyone else was in the top 10. Like, yeah,
3: like, the top, qualified the top 10 qualified. Players. And finish the same positions.
4: Yeah, like, I don't know if that's and like happened since, like the, the Notties, <laughs> 2010. Like, 2010. In 2010. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's Dan Slack? British <laughs> got, dude question. on Jack Redding's t- team, I believe. Um, first year junior or first year pro elite. Um, you
1: said he's a British guy.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I bruv. <laughs> Show some respect to. <laughs> and I think to Dan Ma.
4: <laughs> yeah, Sorry. he's on Jack Reading or Jack Reading's team. Uh, who's been around forever, running like a privateer teams. Mm-hmm. But I uh, well,
3: I I don't know why his name didn't sound terribly familiar, but I actually looked him up on Roots and Rain after the race, and like he he had. Podium finishes as a junior last year. Um, well, junior only.
4: Yeah, I guess huh? he had. At Maribor junior only does top three podium, right?
3: Uh, I guess that's true. I guess he, yeah. yeah, he got one podium, and he finished second at Worlds last year. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess I was I mean, definitely I was picking up speed. Engine, yeah, and I think part of it too is like he got fourth at the European Continental Champs. The Mm. weekend prior at maribor so like this actually segues into a question i had because he clearly raced there the weekend before did well and then kind of carried that momentum and there was a lot of a lot of chatter at maribor about how people have been practicing and racing the weekends prior and it kind of brought up the topic of like should race venues be closed leading up to events should those tracks like be an equal playing field when everybody shows up for the first day of track walk and like I know Val to Soul, they're not really talking about it like this weekend. But I believe like Troy and that Kyle Ahern, uh, his teammate, were like riding there earlier this summer. Like, what's your guys' take on going to a track and practicing it prior to like the race? <laughs> the old enduro dilemma, almost.
4: <laughs> Personally, never done it. Um, and but if the track's going to be open and they're going to let you ride it, then more power to you. Like, I don't know if it's really going to help come race day. Cause like the top guys definitely, like if you were going there like months in advance, I don't know if that, if you were there like months ago, like, I don't know if that would help. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think with like Maribor, that sort of situation, like they ran a race the weekend before like, the European champs. And then So like if they're gonna run a race the weekend before, then I guess go ahead and race it. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) if they're if they're like doing that.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I think it boils down to like if you can go I think it I think it boils down to if you can do it, why not? Like it's it's an asset thing, you know, like the same thing as enduro. It's like I don't I don't got time or I don't have the money to go out there and practice a week before and the factory guys do. And it's like there's a lot of things the factory guys get to do that you don't get to do. That's the whole point of being a privateer and so it's just kind of like i mean i don't know it's free game i guess if the track's open that's my my logic on it
5: i mean to think about the advantage of racing it in years past i feel like that was something that we all witnessed a lot trying to go to the world cups is trying to like figure the track out and everyone kind of shows up with their well there's a lot of issues karen yes i know it wasn't just
3: No, I
1: I (laughs) i was gonna say that's what dak brought up oh yeah dak brought up that point in his first Two World Cup seasons. He yeah. was like our first one, or at least. And he's like, you know, you show up, and there's dudes who've been racing that course or that venue at least for, you know, five, six years, seven years, could be eight years, could even be
4: nine, could be, <laughs> could be twenty,
1: <laughs> could be thirty. Greg 30. In our space, I mean, it, it could be more than that. I mean, it's. I what
4: do you start? Uh, two thousand two, two thousand one. So you're creeping on twenty quick, years there. Yeah.
3: You
2: know. Quick shout out to Mick Hanna. Also twentieth World Cup season. That was a little fun fact from the I Red think. Bull feed.
3: Damn. That's right. I forgot. I forget about Mick, but he's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, anyway. I was continue. gonna
4: say, did you guys either of you any of you guys watch um Brian Kale's Let's Go Racing episode and Mitch of kind of speaks on that whole Enduro like pre practising thing? Uh, did not what did he say? Mitch said something along the lines of like, Hey, I'm paid to ride my bike, so like and I'm paid to go racing why would I not go and practice when I'm like? That's basically what he's paid to do is go there and race. So like, if you want to pay me to like not go there and not practice, like, you can go ahead and pay me. But like, as long as I'm getting paid to ride my bike and go racing, like, I'm gonna go and kind of like, give myself the best chance of doing well.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah I respect like, that was mountain. that was kind of my take on it. You know, if you know, especially take I mean, really any mountain bike racing, but downhill, it's so. Individualistic, like it's it's all up to you, and you know what you're going to put into it, and it's like, yeah, if I'm, why wouldn't I do every little thing possible to have like the best outcome? Especially if you're one of those top dudes and you're you're getting paid to do it. Um, I think, I think that going to a venue earlier doesn't have a ton of advantage, like as much as it was hyped up to be prior. Like listening to some of uh like Sven and Boris's interviews with guys, like some of the, like the people who didn't go. We're kind of knocking on people who showed up. But, like, I mean, we all, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ridden like a track after you've raced it when there's no tape. Like, it rides, tracks ride different when there's no tape. Like, you look at lines a little bit different. You know, they can tape something two inches over and it's going to change how you enter or exit a section. And I think maybe a little bit of bike setup, you can gain an advantage and maybe learn like the dirt or conditions. But, like, dude, you take Val to Soul this weekend. And you send a couple hundred people down it for multiple days in a row, your line you look at when you walk the track today is gonna be drastically different than what you race, more than likely. And your bike setup's gonna change throughout the whole the whole process. Like I don't I think kind of going back to the going to a venue and you know, knowing where you are, knowing where the food places are, knowing you're staying, like knowing the weather, all of that kind of adds up a little bit more than just like going a weekend prior and, and feeling like you have an advantage. Mm-hmm. But
4: I yeah, think cause I, go ahead. the only track that I've ridden like a lot after racing it is the uh, angel fire track. Mm-hmm. And like just riding that without tape is the weirdest thing. Like I feel like you don't oh. ride many of the lines that you race. Like, yeah. Even when there is like a local race there, like we've raced collegiate there. We did like local races there. Um, years ago, but it was like always like you'd end up on different lines or something.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And like, you know, I mean, I think even it changes so much year to year at different venues too. Like everybody still goes and does track walk, even if it is their 10th season racing, because they move the pole a little bit this way, you might open a line or it might, you know, close a line where you were last year. So,
4: yeah. And I guess that kind of leads into I guess the track this weekend, the world's track, mm-hmm. is like not the same track at all that they've raced in the past. With yeah. the amount of work they've done, like adding, they added. It looks like they added a ton of dirt, ton of man-made rocks, and then I've talked to Dakota and Nick, and they both said they basically just opened it up and made it like big berm, bike park berms, straight lined a lot of stuff, and like took out like that gnarly root corner that was like a big problem in 2018 in the mm-hmm. rain. So yeah, like I don't think going there in advance would really help you that much.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't watched um, like track walk video from today, but the few things I saw on like, like Dante did our uh, Instagram story takeover and stuff. It looked like a lot a lot of sections have been updated to just kind of handle a bit more wear and tear. It's still gnarly and proper and I like any I feel like any venue like that that's been around for a while, they don't they know kind of what is like the appeal to their tracks and they're not going to do things so drastic that like takes away from that. So, I'm sure it'll still ride gnarly and hopefully kind of like those weird sections it makes it flow a little bit better. It
2: it roughs up. It always it always does, especially yeah. At a World Cup or World Champs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's often a lot of like talk of like, oh, it's dumbed down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like Luca was saying in the track walk video, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Luca was saying it's still super gnarly and then it's going to rough up, you know?
4: Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's like, I mean, maybe they made it less technical in some stuff, but like at the same time added technicality to it in the sense of like adding speed
3: yeah Yeah.
4: like i think they've added a lot of speed to the track at least from what we've seen on the track walk videos and like that and what i heard yeah what nick and dakota told me is like it was like they've added a lot of speed to it
3: Hmm. that'll be interesting because i know i looked at the weather earlier and there's a pretty good chance it's gonna rain on and off throughout the week and I know that place. See, I was hoping Wiley would be here because he absolutely loved de Sol in the rain. I just really wanted to get his take on it. But I know in the rain, that place is basically impossible for like mortals to ride.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wouldn't you say that it's like definitely going to rain? Yeah, or, I just looked at a forecast before this and the one
3: I saw definitely looked like a, a lot of rain this week. So if yeah, you're worried, worried about yeah. it not being gnarly, you know. <laughs> I think well, I think it's something that, probably by the time, I mean, who knows, but it looked like into the weekend it might be all right, but I'm sure right now it's probably raining and I'm sure the first day of practice will have a bunch of <laughs> gnarly rain clips from a bunch of juniors sending their lives on the first day of practice.
2: <laughs> there will be that. And then the <laughs> other gnarly thing about worlds too, is it has like other riders from other countries that get like the federation spot, but they don't have world cup experience
3: mm-hmm.
2: and they just like die at world champs. <laughs> <laughs> way anyway, we can get one of those no <laughs> you right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like i remember at champry there's like a couple like countries at the time i'd like never even heard of wait
4: so what and happened then, to you at champry let's just yeah. get that out of the way first what's
1: up with north korea's team <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's like
2: random countries that i'd like never even seen before and they're like at the beginning of the elite downhill race just like you know, everyone saw Danny Hart's run. It was not dry that day. And they were, like, literally just, like, <laughs> walking down, but, like, couldn't even do that. It was so <laughs> insane. But as for my world's experience, um, I died.
4: <laughs> what happened to you the <laughs> next that year? That is all.
2: The next year? I didn't die. Oh, I got hit. No. no, yeah. I uh, I mean, I died in my qualifying <laughs> round. so I qualified, like, seventh to last and then went in the wet in the morning. That was fun. But... No. It was a much better experience. Well, <laughs> Champrey was still sick. That place is super cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worth going and, and dying. Still worth it. <laughs>
3: Just to say you did.
2: It's like cigarettes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> um, well, kind of like keeping that going on worlds. Cause it is a standalone and quite a bit different than world cups. Like how, how do you think, I feel like it's always brought up like how people approach that race because it is different. Like, What's your guys' take on, like taking on Worlds as a standalone kind of like leave it all out there sort of mentality. Like I feel like those top dudes already do that at World Cups these days anyways. But yeah.
5: It is super crazy to see how different people do differently than, you know, what you'd expect from the World Cup. Like... I don't know. It's always crazy to see Bruni. He's won, you know, 19 and 18 and he was up uh, last year before he crashed. But like, I, I don't know. How does how does he perform so well every year at world champs? That's, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then some riders just like don't have the luck. I don't know. It's tough. But I do agree that everyone now just sends so hard to win a like World Cup race run that it just is no different for Worlds. Maybe the intensity is up, like a few, a few notches. But it's crazy. Like everyone's so on the edge to win now. It seems. Mm-hmm. A lot of edging. <laughs> 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 um.
4: <laughs> we're
3: disciplined. <laughs> I and somehow lost my train
4: of thought. Dude, <laughs> the. Um... The France team, French team, is like so stacked that only one Piron made it.
3: Shit, damn,
4: nice. Like,
2: like, could you imagine trying to go for a French World Champ spot?
4: I'm good. Dude, I on. couldn't even imagine trying to go for a top ten at a French national. Like,
3: right? <laughs> well, and you going back to like how you approach worlds. Like French riders have historically just somehow managed to show up that day and handle the pressure and perform like or like bruni like i don't i don't know how i don't know how it's like it just world is so weird because some dudes consistently do so well and other people like pd and now gwen just have this weird cloud over them on race day at world champs
4: yeah yeah i think, I think the french weird. are just used to like high competition and like every time they go up for a race run it's like they're like going for it. like tebow he's like you're sending your life for, like... Um, that kid's alive, <laughs> I feel like most of the French... Fresh. Like, I'm looking at the list right now, like... Benoit Coulange, like, definitely sends super hard. Amory Piron, like, his Leger run in 20, 2019, like, pushes his front wheel for, like, 40 feet yeah. plus. <laughs>
3: Certified. And like,
4: win the, wins by, like, three seconds. We've got... uh, Yeah, Flo Payette, he's a substitute, but... Like him at Worlds in what he, he got third when he was on Mondraker, yeah, at God of Soul? Like and he's a substitute. Remy Tiran, like him at Downward, like just sliding around, just being sick. Like, they all <laughs> just like send their lives every single chance that they get, except for like it seems like Loris and Loic are the outliers in that.
3: Yeah, no, it's just your, you, you look at all of the like the world's teams list for each country and like all the other teams that have substitutes. I don't recognize the name minus, uh, Phil Atwell and Jamie Edmondson for great Britain, another super stack team.
2: Who's, who's on the list for that team?
3: Uh, Joe Breeden, Lori, Danny Hart, Charlie Hatton, Bernard, Matt Walker, Greg Williamson, Reese Wilson, and then Phil and Jamie are, uh, subs. Damn. And so that doesn't even have, uh,
2: Brent No. Whoa! Yeah, ooh, and ooh, like
3: you know, on a, if G wasn't injured, he'd be another person that probably would be in Bernard. the. Mix.
2: Mm. And now, mister at ten
4: being slack.
3: <laughs> Bernard's well, like, back riding now.
4: Oh, he is now.
3: Yeah, like, he should be in there. I think. Okay. Not so, I could be wrong. So, uh,
2: how about Austin Dooley getting his spot
3: back? <laughs> oh yeah, we need to. We need to. Yeah. We need to have a, a follow up on last time's Let's spot. Say, back. Jason, <laughs> You know, Austin was over there clapping and Great. having champagne. He was he's so stoked <laughs> now that, you know, Gwen now, gone.
2: Can, can yeah. I have a Can I have a word about the Aaron Gwynn thing real quick? <laughs> yeah, dude, but
3: keep it PG. Keep it <laughs> nice. Every podcast so tries to defend
2: Like my mom had listened to the podcast and was very concerned that – Hey, mom.
4: That you're going to be.
2: Yeah, she's like, yeah. She's like, Aaron Gwynn would beat you down. <laughs> But yes, no, uh, she's like, why do you, like, I don't get it. I don't get the joke. It's weird. <laughs> and like, what if, Aaron, what if Angwin actually thinks you hate him? And I was like, well, I hope he doesn't. But yeah, it's all a joke. And it all started that time that Kaysen said that I said he was washed up as like a joke referring to like people talking shit on Instagram. None of us actually believe that. Karen, don't, don't do what you're doing. But yeah we're all like huge Aaron Gwynn fans and so I just I guess I should put that out there mostly because my mom's very concerned um you're just yeah,
3: saving I'm things so hard.
4: I'm,
2: I'm a huge Aaron Gwynn fan I want no one to win worlds more than him I really hope his back issue is not persistent and we can see him doing Greg Menard type things soon yeah that's my hope did um Aaron
3: got hurt at Mountain Creek right
2: is that what happened he he heard his back at Mountain Creek, yeah. Was that a GRT? It it was okay. So that sucks. Um, bummer. But yeah, I I want like if Aaron Gwynn finally does win World Champs, and I I feel like his window is definitely not gone. Like that'll be yeah. such a sick story.
3: Totally, it'll it'll definitely be kind of like right under Steve Pete's chase for you know getting the rainbow jersey.
1: Yeah. You guys um, hear all that chain noise? It's a bunch of back-puddling by Austin hacker <laughs> <laughs> no, Austin, No one has ever thought Aaron Gwynn's washed up. He's obviously an elite-level human doing elite-level stuff. That's why he's not worried about this schmuck. Jason. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking straight into the mic. Let's see, that mic's quiet. Yeah. So, obviously, Aaron Gwen is like- an elite-level <laughs> human.
3: <laughs> Hold on. You're not trying to order a hamburger here at fucking McDonald's. Calm down. <laughs> Obviously, Aaron Gwynn is an elite
1: level human who does elite level stuff. That's why he does not care what us schmucks have to say about him. He's so a fast like boy, with and that he'll or? keep being
2: fast. Yeah, I have my doubts he cares.
1: So, so mom, don't worry. But yeah, <laughs> but at he, the same time, Austin is a liar and a cheat and a scoundrel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that we're all bum for Aaron, but I am stoked with. How that whole everything played out with the team selection. That in the end, it's cool that Austin Dooley gets a chance. You know, um, don't count out. It sucks know, that it came really at the cost weak. of Aaron being injured, but it sounds like he's going to recover and be all right. So,
2: yeah. What? do Any word on what he actually did to his back? Final. I didn't. I
3: didn't even watch the Instagram thing he put up.
4: Well, he was, he know, was like
3: pretty vague. Awesome yeah, I assumed it would be. But was it a, know,
4: another sciatic? issue or something i feel like it's so annoying everybody that's has nice. right now well
2: that's not good news but i don't know he'll he's strong and he will sort it out but that's so annoying that's so <laughs> yeah dude for
3: sure not as strong as my dad because you know, um, it's
4: sick that um like the american kids i mean the first year elites like dante and austin and tyler Irvin. Uh, the unruly dually they're all doing like some of the ixs races as well like i feel like they're the first americans in a long time to really take advantage of being in europe and
2: yeah they're, they're smart <laughs> like i mean we never did
4: that no like- and,
2: and i think to go back to the the conversation about the advantage to going to tracks early like i think let's say you race valde for the first time and you come back next year maybe it's not as necessary to go back early that second summer or whatever you're going but i think like that first time like if you're a first year elite and and you have the opportunity to go like like those guys did to maribor a week early like absolutely great idea i think Mm -hmm. but i do think in downhill like that advantage is smaller than like enduro for example because you'd you know you're still going to get up to speed do the track walk you know it might not be the make or break difference but Actually, I don't know. I think it it maybe is if you're a first year elite or it's your first time at a place. Like totally, definitely an advantage. But you still that's why downhill's cool. You're going to get a fair shakedown if you're a privateer and you show up for practice or or not. You know,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely agree.
3: Yeah, totally. I mean, um, I mean, looking at like this weekend, US dudes who are who are there. I mean, obviously Dakota, Charlie, and Luca, as well as Nico, have all. I think Nick actually too. is – probably race there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying there. to think if actually now that I think about it more, is Dante race there? Yes. Oh, Dante and Has they all raced there? Did I just I totally they, blow my research?
4: <laughs> yeah, I think they raced there last year, I believe.
3: No, they didn't. I don't think they've raced since twenty nineteen in soul
4: Oh no, no yeah. not valid Soul. I thought you were talking about Maribor.
3: Sorry, Battle Soul, like this coming weekend.
4: Yeah I don't think the jr or like i guess dante and austin dually yeah
3: i'm trying to somebody somebody roots in rain uh dante i'll look at austin real quick like looking at austin he hasn't doesn't look like he's been to Val soul and then you take um somebody like nico and he's been i think five times over the years um but the one thing with worlds that's different is the schedule and you have you know, you don't have qualifying, you have basically seating runs, you know, the pressure of trying to make it into race day. And then you also have like probably at least a day, if not two extra days of practice. I think that that all goes to a lot of like feeling comfortable come race day. Cause kind of back to what you're saying, Austin, like I know venues that or World Cups that the second year I would go to like a, the, a venue, I would be so much less stressed just the, during the whole process. Cause I already knew what I was in for. Already kind of like had an idea where I was going, and somewhere like Val de soul on a normal World Cup weekend would be pretty intense because it is long and there's so many lines and it's constantly changing. That you know, hopefully, hopefully for those dudes that it looks like a few of them haven't been, they should be able to get up to speed a little bit quicker.
4: Yeah, Dante hasn't been either. so Okay, cool. Mm. Um,
3: yeah, well- I, mean, I I pulled results earlier just to kind of see how everybody had finished before. And, like, Dakota's finished 14th and 23rd. Charlie's also finished 14th, but then 17th and 20th. Lucas Shaw's got a 42nd, a 9th, an 8th, a 4th, and a 19th. And then Nico, who's been there the most, but hasn't had, like, the best results. He's got a 15th, a 248th, f- an 18th, and a 38th. Um I think... I feel like Charlie has such a good chance of doing well there because he's so gnarly, but it seems like he's not really back up to speed too much after his injury. Or he's or maybe more so he's probably playing a little bit safe after being out with injury so much. But I uh I feel like I would kind of put my money on Dakota or Luca to both both be up there.
2: Yeah. Dude, how does Kaylee do this weekend? Oh God, Ooh. I know. I That's... think this is like I, I could see it going a couple ways. Like like maybe it goes bad because she hasn't doesn't have a ton of experience and like that's okay that'd be fine like she's definitely got a bright future I think either no matter what direction it goes but I could also see her just like killing it
3: I'm the most stoked to see her see her race with <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> everything yeah. going on this weekend because yeah I I mean I think back like how two years ago whenever she first started racing and like some posts of her and I was like Jesus Christ like her form on a bike is so good that once she starts getting some races under her it's got to all come together that'll be that'll be pretty sweet to see how she does yeah
4: i think sure. she'll i mean i hope that she does well and she has like that moto experience so like with if they've made the track faster mm-hmm. i think that'll play to her advantage is like having like the sense of speed and then yeah she has sick riding technique so
3: yeah i think she's got to like Play it, play it a little bit cool and mellow. Your first time at like an international race in a, a world cup Yeah, has cup she level. been to Europe before? I'm trying to remember when we chatted with her. I don't. I think she maybe went with Nick, but I don't think she's ever raced one. Or maybe she's been to a World Cup, but she's never raced one. It was something like that. I know like she, that. she. says she had never raced a World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that's that's true. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Momentum's on her side. Then she kill it at uh that GRT. I mean, I know it's not a World Cup, but still, it's yeah, it's going fast at a race. It's better than crashing out, you know?
3: Yeah, and she's actually racing at KHS
1: as well. So what are you talking saying? about?
4: The other ones are racing KHS as well. <laughs> she's saying
1: sponsor correct.
4: <laughs> That's what I was kind I mean, of wondering I don't know about. what you're
1: talking about, Jason. <laughs> you're
3: acting crazy right now. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Logan Bingley's going to show up at my fucking front door. in. <laughs> <laughs> Can <laughs> someone tell me what they do. <laughs> Just,
4: Speaking of that, ex-KHS rider Blake Carney is he managing the world's team or like for USA Cycling? Oh yeah, did you see that? He was in the photo. Isn't he a trainer and stuff? I, I
3: think he's associated with you, USA Cycling somehow now.
4: Okay, so it looked like he was like handling the downhill team because it was like track walk. Someone posted like a track walk photo. And it was, like, all – I mean, at least the USA Cycling, like, privateers Mm. who aren't on factory teams. And then, like, he was in there, and I was like, that's pretty sick because he has a lot of Worlds experience as, like, a four-cross rider. Yeah. I think he was racing four-cross at Worlds up until, like, a few years ago, which is, like, kind of crazy to think about. But
3: Yeah, that'd be – I mean, I'm sure he's got a ton of experience with all that. That'd be rad. It's always cool when you see see dudes that grip racing and all that kind of staying within sport and industry. I um I'm just reading. I was looking up Nico Malali, and he put up a post. I guess yesterday, but something about he's been nominated as a candidate for the writers' representative position for the UCI Athletes Commission. That sounds that sounds pretty sweet. I can't tell if he actually if he's been nominated, like he'll be selected, or if he. Oh, it sounds like he actually has this position where he. It's kind of like a. Is that Greg Minar's old position? It must be, I think.
4: That's pretty sick because
3: yeah. I Do feel you like he's
4: to- more tapped in mm-hmm. to like the broad spectrum of riders than someone like Minar who's just like the top of the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, Nico's kind of proven already at this point in his career that he cares a ton about downhill racing with everything he's done in the Southeast and bike parks and, and races and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nico's... Dude, he crushes it for what he does for the sport.
4: Yeah.
2: The hero we need, not the hero we deserve. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Nico is Batman.
1: <laughs> get the man a cape.
4: <laughs>
3: He's a man for the culture, I'll tell you what.
4: <laughs> he just comes down the track wearing a mask and a cape.
3: <laughs> oh God. Dude, he would be so fun to... Oh, you know... So I've, I've always thought, like, oh, we should try to get Nico on here to chat, but he does... I think it's the Downplay podcast, right?
4: Yeah. With Kevin I mean, Elliott?
3: Yeah, um, yeah, but you could do a collab. Well, we could do that or um oh man, I'm drawing such a blank on his brother's name right now. Logan. Logan. We could have Logan on because Logan. Logan's fucking like cool too.
4: Logan does Logan it for the culture. Collab. He's like behind the scenes guy.
3: Yeah, I bet he has the some
2: timing bad, and
4: everything. So,
3: yeah. That is I like this idea. I am try to get that going pretty soon. Maybe for uh for Snowshoe World Cups. Yeah, would be man good. Man on the ground. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Boots um, on the ground. Boots what? on the ground, baby. Dude, what, uh, other than that, I think we only have two junior women, Ella Erickson and Emma Arts. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's cool because I don't – maybe we have had a few junior women in the past, but regardless, it's rad that there's some up-and-coming ladies that are racing, so – that'll be sweet to see that i don't know the emma arts name it's not too familiar but i know ella erickson i believe she's up in the northwest and she's been she's definitely like yeah. a lot of potential so
2: she's been around a long time too yeah so yeah cool to see. she was at Forget that um,
4: she was at the spike or whatever the the last ixs cup and was on the podium oh very cool yeah she's like really the elite fast. podium yeah Nice. That's cool. She's pretty sick. Wow. Um, and I watched that video or whatever, um, and she didn't know how to open champagne, so it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> you can tell like, how new she is to like, the podium and still yeah. jun- very much a junior. That's like, right. I remember my first
1: time I popped that champagne. Yeah, But I said, something good. I noticed as well
4: is um, there's actually like the Elite Men Downhill has the most – like athletes there's 107 i believe and then like xc elite men xc has 106 so more downhill riders than xc riders you're Woo-hoo. gosh darn right dude <laughs> <laughs> kind of cool
1: wait real quick on that topic Uh oh. Yeah, me no and austin or austin and i <laughs> we were at the leadville 100 which is like one of the biggest cross-country races in the nation i'm guessing um it's I mean, do you call it a cross country? It's like it's a an indication race. Yeah. But anyhow, like like the event was so crazy, I left there and I was like, That downhill's dead. <laughs> like oh dude, God. the amount of people, what? the amount of dude, helicopters flying yeah. around. Dude, it was insane. I was like at an aid station and in my mind, like I never worked something like that. And so they were just like, Yeah, you're gonna be handing out nutrition to people. So I'm like I'm just gonna be like out in the middle of nowhere. Slanging hot just, dogs. Dude by myself, <laughs> just like just like slinging, you know, like here's a cliff bar, dude. And next thing you know, they're like, all right, so these riders are going to come by and you're going to need to need do it like a pit stop. And I'm like, what, dude? And by the end, I'm just slinging pickles and Cokes and people are shaking. And I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> <Cokes and> pickles, It was <laughs> yeah. the weirdest experience of my life. Just the one aid station I'm at is absolutely mobbed with people. I'm like, dude, this place is,
4: this is wild. Well, dude, yeah. those are just like huge, like participant events. Like yeah. endurance yeah. events like that are just Survival so big. So, like, yeah,
2: I, they put on. It's put on by Lifetime, which mm-hmm. I was like, "Is that like Lifetime Fitness, like the gyms?" And I'm like, "Yep, it is." And they're buying up tons of events and making them so big. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of had the same thought: like, holy crap! Like, there's so much money and like people Dude. doing this, and then so like each person. Well, there's like 2,000 entrants or something. And then each person has like three family members or like friends with them to like give them bottles and stuff at aid stations that are out there like all day. And we go to a downhill race and like a (laughs) national downhill race. There's like four people on the side of the track. Like, wow, cool. If you want to have your mind
4: blown, go to an Ironman event, like a half Ironman or full Ironman. Oh, yeah. It's like 700 bucks for an entry to go and suffer all day. And they're just like... Usually like over two thousand like athletes registered, like sometimes up to like three or four thousand. And it's just like yeah, there's huge participant events. Where like downhill is I think like the technical ability that you need for it and it kind of uh you know, weeds out a lot of people.
2: Yeah, you're right. I don't it's, know. It's not as accessible I guess and not as many people wanna like land on their head in rocks, but
1: they should it's more fun (laughs) this this is exactly why i don't want to bring a kid in this world it's all fricked up man it makes no sense (laughs) whoa 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 relax man. dude how am i supposed to explain this to him (laughs) or no it it was a cool
2: event like it was it was interesting but man it just why isn't uh keegan swenson racing
4: worlds anyone know
2: because he's too busy mopping
4: up Cause he won Leadville the and did the he company. win Leadboat as well? Like the gravel race? No,
2: he went to, he raced the Breck Epic, oh, which yeah, started the next Epic. day. Oh, okay. And then he just like smashed, I believe every day I should know this cause I was there also, but I think he won every other day.
4: Oh my God. Dude, That's... the Leadboat is so gnarly though. So yeah, like who a bunch of people. won for men's? Cause that specialized oh. chick or like the specialized girl won um, the women's. Oh yeah, she did. Um,
3: Man,
2: I'll look it up. But that race, yeah, 100 race or hundred miles for the Leadville and then 144 for the gravel the next day.
4: Ludicrous. At oh like 12,000 feet.
3: Yeah. A Just craving for the straw. Dude, when yeah, I, Sarah, when I Sarah Sturm won women's. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Sarah Sturm won the women's. Yeah. And then I forget who won men's, but that's crazy okay. peoples
4: and then you had like keegan swenson's downing monster hydros and just going to brick yep is that pretty much how it went like <laughs> sucking damn pickles and
1: head to the Breck epic <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: that was that was interesting
2: lots of pickle juice and pickle eating at feed zones at dude, the it was heinous.
4: 100. Dude, people take in they're like you got go do you guys have like salt tablets and stuff there
1: did not uh salt no. tablets are savior yeah
2: those, those are just, we, we might
1: as well just start bottling up salt water oh. all
2: right here let's here get this de- <laughs> let's get this debate going so it's 104 miles and 13,000 feet of climbing how much money to do it on a downhill bike <laughs> what? with uh you have to run like a seven That's speed not drivetrain not um seven speed drivetrain but you get to run an axis dropper
4: so you're walking. It's a, basically
2: you, a hike. <laughs> you just gotta finish, and you gotta finish within 24 hours. Is that possible?
4: Ooh. I think it is.
3: Yeah, I think it is. You just be
4: suff- do people you, run on the bike as light as you hours. want,
3: and what tires? Can you run any tires you want? You can
2: find. You can run like you can run some like slicks, exo casing, or, or control casing, something like that. You can run something like Max's. Some slickies.
1: <laughs> yeah, hookworms. <laughs> and then we can just blast your. Oh, foot.
2: But that's it. You get hookworms with Kushcore.
4: I don't know if I get, try to think about how much I make a week. Um, <laughs> whatever I make a week, I'll do it for what for one week of work.
1: All right, let's that get the tool going. Let's get a go. Well, and a GoFundMe seems your... immoral. <laughs> yeah, tell get us get your income to... on the podcast. What's your income, Tanner? <laughs>
4: Let's go crowdfund this. I'm not <laughs> dropping that on the podcast. Let's, let's go about your weekend. My, out, my outside of industry job. <laughs> like,
2: what if we could do? <laughs> what if you got? Okay, right,
4: I'll
2: do it. What if we could, no, could crowdfund six hundred or six thousand bucks?
4: <laughs> oh, would, would you do it, would do it for six grand? I think I, I would do
1: that for six grand. That if you, you don't would be complete really it, hard.
3: if you don't complete it in the twenty four <laughs> hours,
1: you do not get the money. You're no, you, If run down,
3: you don't complete it. You have to. I don't know, you have to give six grand to something. Have to donate six grand, you got to be out six G's if you don't make it.
2: Or, yeah, the, the six grand goes to, like, yeah, some donation. If we're
3: going to do this
1: whole would you rather thing, See, 24 hours. I, if I you think I could in 20- do it.
4: I did, dude, dude the ride that I did it. earlier this summer was, like, that ride, yeah, nearly took me out. But, like, I did that for free and, like, with <laughs> one week notice.
3: But you were on if a road you- bike and you weren't at that high of altitude.
4: I was at six thousand to like seven thousand most
3: of it. That's way different than ten to twelve. But,
4: yeah, but it was two hundred ten miles and almost sixteen thousand feet of climbing. And I Tanner, also have I mean, I
3: I would be putting my money on you over anyone else in this conversation for sure. <laughs> yeah, me too. This is. I think Tanner's. I think he's got it. Let's, Tanner, let's make this happen. Let me raise the stakes.
1: So if you do it under twenty four hours, you get a crowdfunded six thousand dollars. If you don't do it in 24 hours, you have to get "brop" tattooed on you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it tattooed right next to my dice on my way. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Dude,
2: I had this conversation with uh, our junior Bodie. I had it with his friend Walker. Um, I keep like asking him, you know, dumb questions. Like how much would you do whatever for and so this one he was like i don't know like 600 bucks like, <laughs> and then we had this conversation too before our national champs race runs was sitting there bored like how much to do your race run and like full commitment full pinned in your underwear and shoes only no helmet, yeah no, no knee pads like- no and so and then yeah just to preface this walker was like again like uh, i don't know like 200 bucks
4: or <laughs> something your life is worth more than this i'm gonna put walker on my team dude i don't know what my team is but he sounds like he belongs on my team so how
2: much did your race run in your underwear i don't i don't know if i could do like a legit
5: race run with no helmet i don't think my brain would let me
4: (laughs) well now like having like not caring about it or anything like if someone's gonna pay for my whole weekend like a thousand bucks maybe Cause I would just Jesus. go slow. Like, I'm why not does slow. everybody want to die? I'm yeah. Why everyone... Dude, I don't care about a result anymore. Like,
1: <laughs> I would just. But the whole stipulation the was full commitment.
4: Yeah.
5: That's what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> think you can fully commit without a helmet. Well, on.
4: committing as much as you can. Yeah. Doctor. So, like, wow. that's you know, that's very uh, subjective. You got to so, beat like... your qualifying time. Oh wow! Okay, now we're. <laughs> <real>. <laughs> that's impossible.
1: How um, much yeah. would you pay to die? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, this is quite the sidetrack.
3: Let's, um, let's move on. to... Let's talk about the Hollow Earth. To, <laughs> to bring it back, did you guys see Mondraker's 3D graphics? Or what do you call I, it? I, I didn't, mean, It's a movie in 3D. No, I, I didn't.
2: Yeah. I don't have 3D glasses I on hand. I was so
4: confused by that. And then I, I, I saw like, the, like on the slideshow, like the blue lens or whatever, and then like the red. And I was like, Whoa, it's pretty sick. Dude, well, so it says, like, you Great Britain and then Yeah.
3: Go on Laurie Greenland's story. It'll be gone for everybody listening, but basically when you <laughs> when you uh, when you look at the frame, you see Great Britain in red predominantly, but with like the, the lens over it it says Laurie Greenland and then look at the other one it says Great Britain pretty pretty freaking trick. So I have that a funny cool. story yeah. about that
1: technology is that when oh, it first came out, huh? Oh, good. Let's hear it. Yeah, you know me, dude. So when it first came out, that technology and stuff, I'm blind one eye, so I remember going to the movies and I was like, this is so stupid. There's just a red overlay on everything. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's a
3: cool little trick. It's like totally pointless, but it's <laughs> All right, how about... How about Schwalbe Tires doing their, like, custom naming of the tires? Yeah, that's sick. That reminds me of what Kenda did. Did Kenda do that?
1: No, just Schwalbe and Kenda aren't that cool, man.
3: <laughs>
4: Dude, Schwalbe's
3: – Schwalbe's – Not
4: going to – if Kenda wanted to come give me money, like, you know, I'm pretty down with it, but, like, Schwalbe's pretty sick. I, I mean, actually, like,
3: at the end of the day, Maxis is the dopest. Thank you for supporting the Insightline Podcast. Thank uh, you, Maxis. But, uh, I would say I Schwalbe's number Specialized two. Specialized tires are way better. Come on. <laughs> I will say Specialized makes a hell of a tire. It's all I've ever ran since the conception of my this career. It's about the quality of the tire. It's about the creativity <laughs> hey, at World Champs.
4: There's the no better tire than a Maxis High Roller 2. <laughs> so yes, so what does
3: Schwalbe do? An ass guy.
2: No. So Schwalbe made, like, you Know got rid of the name of their tire on the logo basically, mm. um, or on the sidewall, and so then they have like what is Tawny Seagrave's that says like it says princess, princess or something <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool, I guess. That's that, that's <laughs> not, not the coolest one, but <laughs> no, that's the only one I've seen though. Because I was like, what, what, what are is they,
4: What is this? What, is this in Pitbits or like what are we, what are we talking here? It is, yes. uh, yeah, Do yeah. yeah
3: follow Instagram. Follow Instagram, it's on there.
4: I don't know. It'd be cool
3: no, if they unruly Dooley really
1: got yeah. a shout out from any anyway. Calls calling them the unruly Dooley.
3: <laughs> what about the <laughs> unruly? <Huh>? Uh, <laughs> gone. <laughs> you, gotta have, you gotta have a good lull in these podcasts. Everyone has needs at least one pause.
1: Everyone needs to be quiet for five minutes at least.
2: (laughs) Harrison, you have lots of cute notes on your um, cute little notepad. What what do they say?
1: Well, about
5: my notes. So, you know, it was mostly just I was thinking before this of like, I was going to, you know, I figured we'd raise the question of who do you think is going to win world champs? And I don't know. I just got to, to thinking and how stacked the field was. And I feel like just kind of going through everyone's stats. And so, I don't know. I mean, is it too early right now? Can I ask what? who everyone thinks is going to win this weekend that's a great progression of this podcast (laughs)
2: perfect
1: excellent i'm excited to conversate about this
2: i'm gonna say greg menar until he does it so really there we go well if it's gonna rain it's that's a tough pick to make um but a note i have about menar
5: you know last year he was up until he fell in that uh was it the last wood section? I think right. No, that was Brosen who fell right as he was coming into the last wood section. But he what? Oh, that's right. He fell in that that weird Rudy section. Remember mm. the, the one I fell in as well. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So he he was up until then. So
2: I mean, he he can do well in the wet. You know, he can. it Just uh, yeah. I'd like to see him add to that list. That's on his bike. Um, that
1: was a sweet list. Yeah, Ooh,
2: it's so like impressive. All of his medals at, at different world champs and. He hasn't had one since twenty fifteen and it's not like he's not on it right now, you know. He'll I think he's got a good chance at at least a medal. Um but I think if it is truly pouring, I think Reese Wilson's a hard bet against mm. like actually you know what? Oh I'm gonna stick with it's gonna be Reese or Greg. You can All right. Fine. Pick one. I don't know. There's so many.
5: We're doing yeah. hot takes
1: this time. The last, right, the last guess was right. ludicrous. Uh, the last guess was like well, anybody. So <laughs> both of those guys at Leger, both of
2: them were riding so well until Reese um, got all slope style on us. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say Greg Menard and then Reese Wilson. So that's your first one 2 pick. One-two. Loris third.
4: Okay. Hmm. Wow! What about oh, Dark Horse? We need it for the culture. Remember? Yeah.
5: Oh, for the people. For the culture. The culture. Who's going to be our culture king?
4: The Unruly Dooley. <laughs> I like it. I like that one.
1: Dude, he's going to lay down the torque on the course, just all six tires on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be crazy. <laughs> what, what did he end up in Maribor? 38? Number one in our hearts, I can tell you that much. That's for sure. God bless him. He did another yeah, 38.
5: 36, 38. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was awesome to see. That's super sweet that he got a world spot after that, too, because...
1: Yeah, Momentum. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I how,
5: how can you, like, be getting top 40 out of World Cup? And it's pretty ridiculous to, to not be on the team. I mean, I guess that's a good thing for downhill that there's that many fast U.S. riders, but... We can
1: go back to hating USAC if you want. We can get back into that. But, so,
3: Shredder Schroeder, your, your pick... Man, I'm looking at results picks. from Erebor, trying to figure it out, but oh man, I might have to I say Tebow to Pirela mm. first. He gonna be on, ifs, or he's gonna die, or he's being carted <laughs> off. Um, and then I'd have to go like Lori. Mm. Yeah. Was, um, and then maybe. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Loris. I think he's got some good momentum. Yeah. And my dark horse is be Danny Hart. Ooh, Ooh that's yeah. an interesting dark horse to to think of. Danny. I mean, Hart. he he won there in
5: yeah. 2018.
3: Yeah. yeah. Worlds
5: 2018. Yeah. yeah. He seems to do well. In 2016. In 2016 yeah. Wow. That's true. So, um, so Lori
3: won up. there in 19. Danny Hart. To, um, I mean, and there's Amory, but it's this is like his first race back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 So, that old Makoff sponsor's gone, too. They're
1: doomed. Oh, no. No,
4: no, no. They still got it. Is it? Thank yeah, God. just 21 doesn't
1: have it. <laughs> 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 Sorry, say it again, Tanner? CommonSol 21 doesn't have it. Uh, I see. Yeah. Oh, my what God. Is, their bikes are going to be so dirty. What is CommonSol 20?
4: What the heck? That's Angel Suarez and Alex Marin.
3: Mm. No, wait. Why did... Amory, get all racist, and then they lost their Mocos. Well,
4: because it was the team manager <laughs> of Common CommonSalt 21 that
3: posted it, and then Amory
4: reposted it. Uh, so, yeah. That was such –
2: why did they do that? Who
4: got racist? <laughs> okay, whenever? yeah. So I was talking to Hervé and Simone about that since like – Oh, yeah. They, Let's get the French take. Yeah, the French take on it. Simone was saying that like basically they were saying that they didn't know what it meant or whatever – because then awesome. were in LeJay, Hervé and Simone, and they were talking to like ta- – he was like talking to like Thomas Hestack and like uh, Hugo and- about it and stuff. And he was like, hey, you guys like really need to watch what you're saying like with – because they're all into like American rap and stuff. And like watch what they're posting just like because of that kind of stuff. And like I was like, yeah, like I get it. There's like language barrier. But at the same time, like I would – if I don't know what something means in another language, like personally, I'm not going to post that. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna go and like Google it real quick or something. Like, well, do we really? This
1: is buy- the first time I know about this, and I'm looking like, at it. Do it we, do we really bad buy work? the fact
3: that like they just didn't know?
4: Uh, yeah, and I don't really buy it. that because like that's very prevalent and <laughs> like across. Well, yeah.
3: it's not like it's not like there's not people of color that are French. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's not. I don't know.
2: No, dude, that's what I don't buy. Like. Yeah, that's such
1: a bad look. Like, yeah, <laughs> like there's no way you could look at this and be like, "Yeah, it was crazy." Dude, talk about a mistake. I'm like, you made a mistake, and then you made another mistake, and then you made another mistake, and then you posted it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, rough,
4: rough look. But yeah, like cornrows is already a bad look, and then you like, <laughs> like
1: racist there's everything about that. It almost makes it, me believe like- it was satire. <laughs>
2: yeah I don't know whatever yeah, I guess we don't get the French perspective of it, and like it clearly here that's like, what are that's you thinking? Funny. but uh I just have my doubts that in France that's not like an issue, you know, like what
4: yeah, like it's that was getting the French take kind of from a little bit of the French perspective from I'm not Hervé and lie, that's crazy oh, yeah. what was, was
3: that team what was that dude's name, the team manager oh.
4: I forget the dude's name. Um, it's
2: all 21 team manager, Charlie Julia.
4: Yeah. So like, I think he's like
1: well, that's uh, the name. Uh,
4: no. He's like uh, Middle Eastern maybe or something or like has like some sort of like different. It's not like not full European and like I think there was like something about that how like he was like yeah, yeah. you know, you can't really can't really make a mistake like that and then like try to justify it by saying that like you were kind of like called racist terms or something. And I don't, there was like weird justification of it and Mm -hmm. it's just all around a bad look. It's a rough look. We're going to go ahead and say Racism racism is out and it's been out for a while. So I think that's a clear stance from us over here. Um, the, uh, the Poor Line Choice podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I think we can all agree that racism sucks. <laughs> yeah, racism is out. Hey, that, uh, just to be clear, this podcast, we should not be posting things like that. That's what I'm gathering. <laughs> okay, just wanted to state the obviously blatant facts
3: of life. <laughs> and it does kind of uh, transition into the Canyon custom paint jobs for Worlds where they're doing that. I don't remember the name of exactly what they're calling it. What's on their top tubes. It's like the, it's, uh, the United world mentality thing. I forget what it is. Oh. Something
2: something to go on with. their like the collective. Um, you look it up. So I don't totally botch this. That's a fun vibe.
3: How fun is that? Their bikes look nice too. Yeah. One world. Well, it's one, one world. world. So all, all of their team bikes are the same and it's, Let's just promoting, it together. Like, you know, unity and, diversifying with the mountain biking which is pretty rad i thought that was cool it's a good play makes you stand out yeah
2: it's uh yeah it looks good too it's a good Just looking all bike. black yeah yeah things clean Uh yeah i'm looking at it right now too i like that thing that's cool did
1: the marketing nice.
4: team at canyon is like so on top of it i feel like dude that was
1: such a good call actually like perfect race for it yeah yeah um, and now they now now everyone else kind of seems like oh you're just kind of focused on you no oh, okay
4: <laughs> I just don't know if they because it kind of goes back to World Bicycle Relief right
3: yeah it's um, all, the whole like promotion is you can donate to World Bicycle Relief and then you get entered a chance to win I think a Spectral 2-9. Oh, yeah so there's you're uh, on it. Yeah.
4: the only thing I don't like like I like how they're yeah bringing money to World Bicycle Relief. Um, It just is kind of weird that a company of that size that has – I mean they just got bought and they're like held by like a big holding group or whatever. Like there's nothing about them donating. It's all just – like at least the thing it says like basically that you can win the bike and Mm. that's like join us with your donation to World Bicycle for your chance to win an exclusive Spectral CF-29 – Featuring the same artwork that our athletes ride in competition, hmm. and it like I feel like they could be doing something like I don't know at least putting a little bit like.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they're doing but, better than
3: some teams.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could just do more. And I think more me- needs to be done.
3: I mean, Schwalbe's over there naming tires princess. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you though. I mean, who who knows. Their it's donation, a good start. Their donation's a twenty five hundred dollar uh, trail bike, Their bike. Yeah. Well, yeah. well,
4: you know, if feeling- you can't get the bike right now, it could be worth more than twenty five hundred dollars.
3: That so, is a great you know. point. Uh, all right, hey, let's let's finish up everybody's prediction on who might. Tanner's win. up next. Hold on.
4: Can we get like? I feel like the uh, we've been lacking on the women's side of things and juniors.
3: You're not wrong. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Let me let me
2: backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I interject with? D- is it just me? Who, like, it seems like even more of a crapshoot with predictions. What the women's the, race? the women's race? Like, if I predict, if I make like predictions in my head or whatever, I'm so wrong every time.
1: I don't know. i, think I th- for
4: women.
2: Like, I, I guess uh, it's just been all over the place a little bit, you know.
4: Kind of, but I feel like Camille Blanche is like, it's a steep track. It's going to rain. Like, solid pick for a win
0: Mm -hmm. in
5: my eyes. World champ last year in the the wet, so. Mm Repeat. And then you have, like,
4: Valley would be, I think, like, she's, I mean, I hope that she just has a clean run and, like, she pushes because it didn't seem like she was really pushing that much. At maribor like trying to just have a run without a car a crash
3: yeah, yeah totally
5: i was i was looking at her results it seems like she's having like a rough go with all the all the pressure it seems like she keeps qualifying first like last year at world she qualified first she qualified first at maribor and just mm-hmm. like can't
3: seem to have it all together for the race run yeah it seems like a bit of a, a little bit between in her in her head right now for sure trying to piece it together but yeah. I, mean, I almost like, see her showing up and winning. Like she's just kind of, she had like a post with uh, like a custom painted helmet that had some cool words of wisdom or something on it. But like, like maybe, it was, just, um, maybe just like a different race, a little bit different environment, the one-off thing. Like I bet she could be one to put it together.
2: Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe that's what I mean by it being unpredictable because I'm like, Oh yeah. Valley hall is going to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like every every round, I thought this year, yeah, but yeah. not the case.
4: I think this Marie Cabru could be like a good pick for Val de Soule as like a steep track, rougher track. It's not as like physical, like pedally wise, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and then there's like your Miriam Nicole, like, yeah, has just been there for years now. Like she's mm-hmm. the one that's been there for years, and then I don't think
3: she's coming on. I don't off
4: know. Team. I don't know if Tawny's like fully back healthy
3: it doesn't doesn't. dude she seems kind of like i don't know all of her interviews this year she's kind of like like, not like making excuses but she's kind of like create like building up each race like oh like i'm just gonna kind of do my best and see what happens and you know work through it and yada yada like i don't know yeah it seems like her confidence isn't maybe fully there
5: yeah yeah i just listened to some interview with her and she was uh what was the race before Maribor? She she okay. won that. Yeah. And yeah. Her, in her interview, she's like – they, like, interview her while she's on the hot seat. And she's like – she said she was, like, crying. And she's like, oh, that run wasn't good enough. Like, I don't have it anymore. And then she wins. hmm
3: Yeah. Yeah. Strange, right?
5: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like she had an issue with overtraining a bunch
4: or something like that. And, and she had, like, the neck thing. The like, thing. I don't. I don't know. She didn't like break her neck, but like she had like pinched a nerve or something like that, um, which I guess was like messed her up like last year, um, and then but then you have like what's Eleonora Farina who was on the podium. Mm -hmm. At Maribor, kind of out of nowhere, it seemed like. I mean, I I haven't really heard the name too much. Like, I've seen it on results.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of goes back to, like, Austin's point where there seems to just kind of always be a name thrown in the mix that you maybe aren't super familiar with at each round, and it's not always the same name. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, looking at that Eleanor girl. She, like, like... She's a consistent top ten world Cup racer, so looks like she actually has she had two podiums last year, so yeah, yeah tough tough on to call,
4: yeah, I think dark Horse for me is definitely gonna be Kaylee, yeah,' we <laughs> just don't know like she doesn't have like the international experience that like all these other I'm say like around
3: 10. I'm gonna call like around tenth place which would be really cool. Like, a, like inside, the, just inside the top 10, that'd be freaking rad.
4: Yeah, I think Frida, like, it'd be sick to see Frida right around there, like, up there as well. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah, Frida and Kaylee, just, like, kind of dark horses or, like,
3: mm-hmm.
4: I feel like Frida definitely has it if she, yeah, if she, like, pushes and, like, has someone to kind of, like, spot lines, I guess, and, like, tow her up to speed. I feel like she can go really fast, but yeah. Yeah. she's another
3: rider with like good form and like technique. Totally. And she's been racing world cups for a while. Mm-hmm. So, well, what about, um, I mean, junior men we did kind of like skim over that as well. I mean, I would say that I just really want to see Chris do well. Chris Grice. Yeah. Probably. Like last year, junior, he's had, he's had a good year. I think he's just kind of like finding his flow finding his limits. And, I'm hopeful that he'll kind of everything will come to a head at this race and hopefully take on take on the jersey It'd be really cool hopefully he's healthy after he's had a couple of crashes
2: recently hasn't yeah that's true, but i he he rested for a few weeks, I think, and I think has been back on it so hopefully he's good to go,
4: yeah yeah.
2: I don't have a good enough uh, finger on the pulse of junior racing right now. Well,
3: come on, you should.
2: I know. I'm I mean Jackson. Well, uh,
3: uh, there's Jackson Bultis, Bultis, yeah. and Ocean, the
4: Irish kid who is world champ, current world champ.
3: Where was he at? Um,
4: at Maribor. I'm trying to look right now. I want to – let's see. He was –
3: 'Cause I don't see him on there.
2: I wish they televised juniors. It'd be so
3: entertaining. It would be. <laughs> I think it would uh well it would be really cool to be able to watch Yeah, he didn't even, he up. didn't
4: qualify. I don't know what happened, but he that was, was thirty second in qualifying.
3: Yeah, broadcasting uh, broadcasting yeah. juniors would be rad because it would give a little bit more perspective on how fast elites are, and then you could also watch, you know, someone like Chris Grice over, like, a few-year period, you kind of build in the form and then move into, like, the elite class.
4: Yeah, yeah, it gives you, like, something to kind of... Like, someone to root for. It's like watching 250s and like, a yeah. motocross. Like, motocross. Mm-hmm. You watch someone through their whole career.
2: <laughs> yeah, you watch your chaos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, watching... It would be, be a, a little stressful.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> There's, um... Yeah, that... Yeah. Ethan Crick kid, I think, is pretty fast. Um
3: See the one on GT?
4: Yeah. Um, and then, i trying to think. There's, who's the other kid on uh, YT? Is that – there's – Remy Myers-Smith is on the uh, propane team, I want to say.
3: Tanner, you are now our – New junior finger on the pulse person.
4: <laughs> yeah, Roger Meyer Smith's on propane. He's actually has let's see, where's he been at? I think he was yeah, he's he's been up there. Um at like the European race, like the the IXS Cups and stuff. And then he was fourth. But yeah, and then I think that uh could he got third is on the YT team, I believe as well. It's like Ocean and him are the juniors, and then there's David and Dakota. Um, Got you. But, yeah, I feel like their coverage has just been kind of lackluster this year for juniors, like as a whole.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it kind of always is to a point. It is unless there's like a bunch of factory teams like really pushing juniors. Yeah, but then all you're seeing is just like those factory teams because probably whoever's there – shooting photos or videos is contracted with those teams to document the riders, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's not like you I don't know, there's never some random junior kid who like gets fifth and they go interview him after the race. But yeah, I don't know.
4: Yeah. Uh I think like Jackson is just like best all round bike
3: rider out right
4: now in juniors.
3: Like yeah, he definitely is a bit concerning. <laughs> He's <guess>. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's it's just gnarly, like that you can be that good at riding bikes in every every aspect. Like you probably race a cross country bike and like is gonna go win lead boat next year, just watch out. Like <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he's gonna win World Cups, lead boat, and uh crank work Slope Style.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you just can't stop him, all right? Yeah. <laughs> what you
2: got, Kate Edwards? You gonna you gonna do the lead boat too or what?
4: <laughs> Um, Wait, so let's go we, back to predictions yeah you have to make predictions Tanner yeah for juniors and for, for everything for, actually do them all I'm going to start we'll go junior women I have nine, like literally I feel like there's been no coverage of um, you don't
3: have to make a guess I just I'm wish everybody does well
4: I'm going uh, The Ella is that her name from uh, Idaho Yep. Yeah. I'm yeah. Um, going American. Um, junior men. I'm going to go with... I want Chris Grice to do well. Like, he's... But... Yeah, I'm going to go with Chris Grice. Um, and then, obviously, Jackson Goldstone probably going to be there up there. And then... I'm going to go for Elite Women... Camille Blanche I think he's going to take it and I'm going to say Miriam Nicole and let's see um is it um and then yeah Kaylee from a dark horse and Valley for third and then uh (laughs) <laughs>
3: then I'm going with... We're pulling teeth getting through this right now. Dude, this is hard, all <laughs> right?
4: Lord Greenland, um, Loris, and... Connor Fearon. Is he he's racing right? Whew.
3: I respect that pedal.
4: Yeah. Flat pedals for the rain. I'm a flat pedal guy myself, so I'm going with Connor. Um, Harrison? And then... For my dark horse here. <laughs> Just,
5: Wait, Fyron's not your dark horse?
4: No, he's he's on for third. He's, he's going to be swinging. Watch, watch for him swinging off the back. <laughs> um, <laughs> my dark horse is going to be, shoot. Oh, David Tremor.
3: Nah, yeah. Respectable. Yeah. Hey,
4: right,
2: Harrison, let's hear yours.
4: I guess,
5: uh, let's, for juniors, I feel like Goldstone's a good bet, but hopefully old Grace Crispy makes us proud out there. Um I guess for women, I feel like I gotta go with Camille because it looks like it's gonna rain. I feel like in the dry I'd maybe bet on Miriam Nicole, but and I don't know, I guess she's got some good momentum after winning Maribor and everything. And I don't know, I kind of think for men, I got I got a feeling about Lori Greenland. I feel like after he uh he won 2019 Valdesol with like <clears throat> the coolest run ever. You know he he was so fast there, and even in the track walk, he was like talking about how excited he is to be there and stuff, which I feel like is is good. You know, he doesn't seem like he's like nervous to to follow up his his performance or anything. So I feel like he'll do good, and he has moment like a a lot of momentum after third in Maribor. That's super good, and especially I don't know. I feel like third doesn't sound as impressive as I feel like his, his run looked. to, you know,
2: he kids mistakes in the middle.
5: Yeah. I feel like, looks he, like he looked like he was going really fast. Oh
2: yeah. I like it. Is that your first place pick? Yeah. Go to, to three. Oh, go to three. <laughs> if you, if,
5: if I, you want, I guess if it, you know, if it rains, you got to put Reese Wilson in there. That's uh that's a good bet. And then, I mean, also have uh feel like i got a lot of belief in bruni as well that's what i was gonna yeah i mean that's third point you can pick him for number one it's it's not the same it's different
1: well no i mean uh what my my predictions is i don't really have any it's so pointless for me to make a prediction uh but i was just gonna say why isn't anybody bringing up bruni just because his past and it's not like he's having like a crazy slouch of a season like it's still competitive and good but
4: yeah that's my point well, I think we're just trying to keep it interesting here because there are a lot of people that could win that are like are riding really well right now.
3: Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to Brooke McDonald because he got hurt at MSA World <laughs> Champs. That's where his injury occurred. and Yeah. For him to be back, obviously, where he's at, performing at such a high level, and then be back at Worlds again is a pretty, pretty epic story. So, stoked to see him between the tape. He's always entertaining to watch smash down the hill.
4: Yeah, I was going That was actually another person I was gonna was thinking of. Was like, since the track is gonna be quite the smasher, um, it looks like with it's gonna get rough, and it's got man-made rock gardens that are always awkward, and it looks like they're gonna be fast as well. Like, so I think he could be could be on for one.
3: Oh yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to uh, touch on? uh,
5: he did his picks yeah oh yeah sorry
3: sorry
1: uh yeah i mean just i guess the last thing i want to say as far as my take on world champs goes these colors don't run us is going to go out there and represent how us does um that's about it (laughs) i think think i'm really just going to need to wrap my head around that one social media post i just saw (laughs) 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 It's <laughs> a lot to digest on a Wednesday night.
2: <laughs> uh, well, good well. luck to all the USDH tracers. Yeah, let's go, baby! Yeah. Well, good luck to everyone. Bring this country back I'm a together. Fan. I'm a fan <laughs> of them all, but let's let's go USDH. Well, Godspeed, Also, advice to juniors. Lot. Don't be like me and don't send your life too early in practice.
4: <laughs> yeah, remember, this is not a sprint until it's actually a sprint. Just on race yeah. day.
3: <laughs> uh, well, we. Uh...
4: Winning practice is not going to get you anywhere.
1: <laughs> nope. I'm going I'm to represent Wiley Kalpas here and say that winning practice <laughs> is everything. It's the only time that all the boys get to see you ride.
4: True. Making a vital slideshow is really sick.
3: It's true. Gonna, yeah.
4: Like never qualified for a World Cup, but I've made a couple vital vital slideshows. So <laughs> that's all like, that counts. <laughs> that that makes makes up for
3: it. You can put that on a resume. It checks out.
4: Yeah. Basically <laughs> like you qualified, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I guess we'll probably end up doing this next week to wrap up on Worlds and then head straight into Lenserhide World Cup. So
4: Plens your yeah. And Beat then Snowshoe up. taking it back to home turf.
3: I know, then right to oh. Snowshoe. We got a lot of podcasting to cover World Cup stuff coming up. So that'll be fun. We do. We need, we need some more spicy topics to go with uh, our podcast. You know, I if maybe, you guys want to put any amount of effort into, like, the note page that I put together yeah. for this, go for it. There's a note <laughs> page? That's where you got to be, bud. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll be – I got to be better. I can say I will probably be at the Snowshoe World Cup. So I can, I can bring in – just really good eloquent points boots on the ground you could could just bring in people to be in there with it yeah boots on the ground i'm gonna be in the mix i may even race it i don't know yet i'll keep my
3: finger on the pulse you know just uh well you gotta watch juniors now for us
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm gonna get (laughs) junior informant
3: yeah um if anyone
4: wants to fly me to snowshoe i'll be more than happy to go um so, just putting that out there.
3: Well, and I'm just going to put that out there right now you can that do I it. hope it pours rain at Snowshoe. I am I, praying to God it <laughs> rains for those fucking races. No, <laughs> shut up, Shredder Schroeder. I'm going to have a camera out. We don't do that. <laughs>
5: You're going to have a way easier time than everyone racing. Don't yeah, worry.
4: That is true. Funny thing that actually happened today is my mom texted me, like, you know, those videos that your phone makes for you of, like, the photo slideshow thing? Uh huh. She texted me one from Snowshoe in 2016, and literally, Every photo and video in it was raining.
3: <laughs> exactly. That place wow. is impossible to ride in the rain. And they went there last year and everybody's like fucking high fives and so stoked for the best track ever. I'm like, they don't even know how good they have it. I, such burgers.
4: There like already, very, we covered
3: this last podcast. Yeah, very, few,
4: <laughs> very few places that I really just hate when it starts raining. And that's one of them.
3: Uh, all right. Alright, yeah. sign off for yeah. now. We don't have to hang up for sure, but goodbye to everybody in podcast for listening. Thank you.
5: Bye. Thank you for listening bye. if you're still thank there. You. Bye. bye. Thank you and sorry.
3: <laughs> Yo, what's going on everybody? Penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: god.
3: All right, let me try again. <laughs>